Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Absolutely. Let's move on to the final region we will be breaking down today. That's the South. And this is another one where, unlike the East, I think Alabama has a pretty favorable path. They will be the number one seed in the South, uh, Arizona is the number two seed. Baylor as the number three seed. Then you'll have Virginia as the four. San Diego State as the five. And a couple initial takeaways I had on this bracket is, number one, I think Alabama got as good of a draw when it comes to the two and three seed especially. Like, I feel like if you ask a lot of people right now, who is Alabama's biggest threat in this region? The popular answer is Creighton based on a lot of the hype they had coming into the season, based on what they did last year. And even though they did get blitzed by Xavier in the Big East tournament, they did play very good basketball, especially with Ryan Kalkbrenner in the lineup. Do you agree with that narrative? Who do you view as the biggest threat to Alabama in this region? And do you think Creighton could be that team? Yeah, I don't I don't love the Creighton team. I don't, I don't love this Creighton team. I don't think they defend enough. I think when it gets really tough defensively, I think they fold. I think when people make it tough on them, uh, by defending them, they they don't find ways to score points at the same level they used to. I would have said the same thing in the Big East tournament. Um, so I was not surprised at how they bowed out of the Big East tournament. And when I watch this team, I just don't think this they're a team that loves to play with each other. You know, they don't utilize their parts as the same level as Creighton teams in the past. Um, you know, what's interesting to me is I think there are a few teams that give Alabama um, can give Alabama a, 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 a run for it. I think Virginia. Their ability to control tempo and pace and how they're going to guard. I do think that. I mean, I picked them to win it a few weeks ago before they went in the tank. Um, I think Baylor. I think you got to really watch out for Baylor, the way they can defend. They can play the tempo Alabama's there. Um, one of the things I circled on my thing is NC State. I just really like how they can score the ball. I think their team can get really hot. And then, uh, and then I feel like the Arizona, obviously. But I feel like there's a few teams that could give Alabama – um, some that, that obviously I think the bottom half of that is pretty deep, but I think all those teams, you know, can really compete with Alabama and give Alabama different challenges. You know, the way Alabama wants to play that SEC basketball where they just get up and down, they play so free and loose. Those teams that can make them play a little bit under control, I think you give them a, give them a run for their money. I agree with you, and I'm fascinated by this because. When you look at, first of all, I agree with you on NC State. Like, I have not seen a lot of people picking NC State, and they had a kind of a bizarre showing in the ACC tournament. Like, they win their first game against Virginia Tech by, like, 30. They, they couldn't miss. Smith and Joyner are going off. It was one of the more impressive games I've seen from anyone in Champ Week. But then, in their next game, they play Clemson, and they lose to them. They get blown out. And this was the third loss 
this season for NC State against Clemson. So that is just an awful matchup for them. But I also think you made a really good point about Creighton. When you watch them, they something is just off. Like, they don't look yeah. like they enjoy playing together. So I, I agree with you. I'm picking NC State to pull, pull the upset in that one. I think Kevin Keats, he's due for a big tournament moment. Agreed. Agreed. I think he gets there. And then you're going to get a great game with him, with them versus Baylor. Uh, well, they, Baylor's got great guards. NC State's got great guards. Um, that's going to be a great matchup. All right. Let me throw this at you. And you mentioned uh, your article when we were going over the Midwest. But here at Aaron Torres Media, Jamie and Aaron and myself, we each picked an upset that we are going to predict in the NCAA tournament. And I understand, like, there are always going to be a lot of 12 over fives. There's going to be a lot of 13 over fours. But I actually went a little bit off the rails. I'm picking UCSB, Santa Barbara, to pull the massive upset over Baylor. I'm a big fan of their head coach, Joe Pasternak. He has tournament experience. He actually led the Gauchos to the big dance two years ago, and they were right there with Creighton. They almost pulled the upset, lost a close game. And this is a UC Santa Barbara team that has uh, high major players that are transfers. Miles Norris, he's a former top 50 recruit transfer from Oregon. He provides them with some good length and athleticism. They also have a kid in Andre Kelly, who was a first-team all-league Pac-12 player during his days at Cal. And then neither one of those guys are their top bucket getter. Uh, A.J. Mitchell, a kid from Belgium, he could score with the best of them. But as good as UCSB is, like, I don't trust this Baylor team at all. I think as good as their guards are, one, they, they they don't guard anyone. Like, they really struggle on the defensive end. A lot of people thought that maybe... Uh, getting Jonathan Chama Chachua back might be able to fix that. It hasn't. And like the last two times I've seen Baylor play, they've folded against Iowa State both times, one of them at home on their senior day. I love Scott Drew, and I think he's one of the best coaches in the country, obviously like a national championship winning coach. But every year that's there's just this shocking upset that no one sees coming. I'm going to pick it. Give me Santa Barbara over Baylor. You know, I can't I can't go against it. You know, I, I like where Baylor is. I like how aggressive they can play. Um, I, I definitely worried about them being able to get up in this game. Uh, I'm not going to pick the upset, but I can see the upset happening there because, you know, one team's going to be super excited to play. And I'm not sure Baylor's going to be that team. Absolutely. So looking at that 4-5 in the region, you mentioned Virginia. I mean, I mean also the Utah State-Missouri. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some upset alerts right there, sitting right there in front of us. Um Square. I mean, that Utah State, Utah State getting in there, they've got, you know, the, Missouri has been a team that's kind of overperformed all year long. And Utah State's a team that earned their way in with an at large. You know, there's some upsets sitting right there, right in front of us. Yeah, let's get into that game for a second. So the thing that jumps off the charts to me about Utah State, Missouri is the analytics and the computer numbers love Utah State. There was a minute for like a, a quick second where, like Utah State was on the bubble, and I was kind of asking myself, like, what did they even do to deserve to get here? But they played yeah. really well down the stretch of uh, Mountain West play. They also made it all the way to the Mountain West Tournament Championship game, uh, losing to San Diego State. That was actually their third loss to them. I, I, this is a number, another conversation we had last week about playing a, a team three times and just how difficult it might be to beat them three times. But we saw San Diego State and Clemson do that in uh, the conference tournaments this past week. But the computer numbers love Utah State. Missouri, they have the athletes. Like, they have the dudes. I love Kobe Brown. I think he could be a matchup problem for a little bit uh, of a thinner, non-athletic Utah State team. Like, I think there are a lot of contrasting things in this game that really appeal to me. My pick right now is Missouri. I'll I'll pick the dudes. I'll ride with Dennis Gates and everything he did 
this season in his first year in Columbia, also congrats to him just earning a, a big contract extension there. But who do you like in this game? I, I think it's one of the more difficult games to pick in this first round. Yeah, you know, I I felt like Missouri has really, really, really played well all year long, and they've sort of again overperformed. If I had to pick an upset on this side, I would pick the Utah State over Missouri in this game. Um, Utah State's going to break their press and attack, and they're going to be well coached at how Missouri's going to kind of change up. And Missouri right now is a lot like Iowa to me. Um, they win because they can do a lot of different things. And a lot of times early in the year, teams aren't prepared for that. When I say a lot of different things, like they can play, they can man-to-man pressure, or they can zone pressure. They can play a little bit of zone in the half court. They can play a little bit of man in the half court. They can switch. I mean, just do a lot of different things. And when you get late in the year, you play against really well-coached teams, they sort of can pick apart all those things. You have to really be solid at one thing. Um, so I could see the upset there with Utah State um, over Missouri. The two seed in this region will be Arizona. And – the thing that worries me about them is they're going through some injuries at the worst possible time. Kirk Kreisa and Umar Bawa, both their big men uh, and their point guard. It's looking like both those guys will be able to play in the NCAA tournament, but we don't know if they're going to be 100%. Bawa, he actually broke his hand in the semifinal uh, game of that conference tournament against Arizona State, but he did play against UCLA, and Arizona did win that game. They did win uh, the Pac-12 conference tournament. And another thing that stands out to me, I'm curious for your opinion on this, Tommy Lloyd, since he's been at Arizona, has gone to the Sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament. He's won the Maui Invitational, and he's won the Pac-12 tournament both years. Like, he has established himself as a really good tournament coach, and I feel like it's important because you have to be familiar with this environment, and he has consistently won uh, since he's been in Arizona. He's been in a handful of these. Do you put a lot of value into that? Because I want to give him my proper respect, and I'm not exactly sure like what to do with this Arizona team. There are times where they look great. There are times they look awful. I don't really trust them. I have them winning two games in uh, this bracket and eventually bowing out in the Sweet 16, but what's your feel on Arizona? Do you view them as a real threat to Alabama and to get to the Final Four? I think uh, Arizona and UConn are two of the tougher teams to prepare for on a one-game opportunity on a short prep. Um, that's why they were so successful starting the year. That's why they struggled when teams have more time to prepare for them. Um, so I, I think Arizona, I think they have, a, I mean, I had them winning two games and losing as well. Um, cause I, I don't fully trust them. Um, but I do, and I do think Zach, you can take some stock and there some guys just win more in the tournament. Tommy Lloyd might be one of those guys. There's a lot of guys that are great in the regular season. And when the pressure really matters, Zach, so you know when the pressure really matters, these guys can't get it done. And there's a lot of there's some guys that get it done better when when their backs against the wall. Those are usually tournament guys that can get up and refocus their team. And I do think Arizona sort of has that component, and that's probably coming from Tommy Lloyd. The one other obstacle I view to as possible to Alabama in this region is the four and five seed. And Virginia and San Diego State, I've been down on Virginia for the majority of the season, but they did have an injury right prior to the start of the ACC tournament, losing uh, Ben Vanderplas, a transfer from Ohio. And, Jamie, I'm sure you're familiar, but the thing that, like, confused me a little bit about Virginia was I'm a big fan of Caden Shedrick, their big man. I think he's super skilled. I think he, in the non-conference play, like, he was ready, I thought, for a breakout season. But something is up. I'm sure it's behind closed doors. Like, we didn't know about it, but 
he just did not play. Like Tony Bennett, he was in the doghouse. So he put him on the bench. And in the ACC tournament, without Vanderplas, he finally got more action. Virginia, like, I don't know how much stock we could put into this, but they did beat North Carolina and Clemson to get yeah. to the ACC championship game. But they really struggled against Duke. And I don't love the matchup against Furman. Like, I feel like a bad matchup for Furman would be a bigger athletic team that could overwhelm them. Like Furman's tallest player, I believe is six, eight, but I think against Virginia, it could be a solid matchup for Furman. And then in the five twelve matchup between San Diego state and Charleston, I think that's super appealing as well. Which game do you see more likely for an upset? Is it Virginia and is it, or is it San Diego state? Because I think whoever comes out of that, if it's one of those teams, the style they play, I think might be able to give Alabama a little bit of uh, issues as well. Yeah, I think the only the only threat to Alabama up there is is probably Virginia. Um, you know, uh, San Diego State, Charleston. If if Charleston wins that, we can really call that an upset, right? I mean, you know, that's the that's the weirdest five twelve game ever. <laughs> like, you know, both of those are pretty good teams. Um, I do think the Virginia Furman matchup, with, especially with Miranda Plies being out, is important. I think you're going to see the kid Ryan Dunn. A freshman from New York, six foot eight. You're gonna see him play a good bit. Um, he's a good player. You know, one thing with Virginia, people don't realize is like these guys that don't play a lot, they are really good players. <laughs> They've got really good players sitting on the bench waiting for an opportunity. Um, Ryan Dunn's one of those guys. I'm sure he'll get an opportunity now to kind of step in there. And he's really great defensively, great rebounder, can play in transition. Some gives him an athletic component that's a little bit different. Um, I still like Virginia, but I think it's gonna be a pretty close game. And, you know, one of the things with Virginia, you know, when you play them, it's like a race to 60. So whoever gets to 60 first is going to win the game. Um, Furman has the ability to score the ball, and they're going to move the ball well. So that Virginia defense is going to be moving side to side, but they're going to have to finish over Virginia's size. You know, Thomas and Furman only have one guy over six foot eight. Well, Ryan Dunn's a guard. He plays he's six foot eight for Virginia, and he moves like a guard, right? So that is going to be a component here that's going to be interesting. Um, also, Jaden Gardner. You know, he's so great at East Carolina playing against smaller post guys and how he's able to score when he gets in these kind of matchups. Now he's the mismatch problem that they've got to account for on the inside. Yeah, and I'm familiar with Ryan Dunn. He's actually from my neck of the woods. About He went to high school about like 15 minutes away from uh, where I am right now on Long Island. So I'm a big fan of his as well. And I feel like if Virginia could get to that Alabama game, like I think Virginia-San Diego State would be an interesting matchup. Like both those teams are tough, physical hard-nosed teams that really focus on the defensive end. I'm curious by this and like a Virginia Alabama game as down as I've been on Virginia on the season, I think that could provide Alabama with some unique things that they haven't seen before in the sec that their opponent might be able to take advantage of. But do you view this uh, bracket as like Alabama and just about anyone else? Like it's about determining who is their biggest threat because I have the tide coming out of this region I was really impressed with what they did in the SEC tournament, especially considering they weren't playing great going in after everything that's been going on off the court. But after watching what they just did in Nashville for three days, like, man, that was impressive. And I think they're the team. Yeah, I think it's I'm going to say two things and they're going to contradict each other. I think it's Alabama versus the field. But I do look at this Alabama versus West Virginia potential matchup and say, hmm, that's interesting. Bob Huggins, nearing the end, a really tough physical defensive team against a young, hungry Alabama team. Not saying I, not saying I think I'm picking West Virginia if they get to that opportunity, 
but I'm saying that's a game that you want to watch uh, because that's going to be like Huggins is not going to let Alabama beat them with their best players. He just ain't going to let that happen. Um, but I do think it is Alabama versus the field with some interesting games along the way. Yeah, that's interesting about West Virginia because the thing about Alabama too is like as good as they are, they do have two things that usually when I see teams that have that, like I'm immediately out. Like one, as you mentioned, they're super young. They play four freshmen primarily big minutes. And also like they rely a lot on the three-pointer. And I know they're very good at knocking them down. But I remember like uh, the last time Alabama had a deep run in the tournament was two years ago, the the COVID year uh, when it was in the bubble. And they were just like this year, the SEC regular season to- uh, and tournament champions. And they lost like a crazy game to UCLA in the Sweet 16 where they just couldn't hit a free throw in over. And it went to overtime and the Bruins ended up getting the job done. Nate Oates is a coach that has had a lot of success in this event, dating back to his days at Buffalo. It's just like the thing that makes not only this region, but the whole bracket really challenging is just like, there are so many possible matchups where you could see one team having success against their opponent, but they have to get there first. And I feel like Duke, Indiana, these are a few teams that are coming to mind for me as like Virginia is another one. All you got to do is win that first game and you're in a very good position to make a deep run but I have no idea if you're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes it a great side of the bracket is like, there's a lot of questions on this side of it. And that's why we throw the ball up and play the games. Absolutely. But coach, before we get out of here, I'll give you my uh, final four predictions. I, okay. I locked these in. Uh, I felt pretty good about them, but I'm curious what you think. I have Alabama coming out of the South. Okay. I got Texas coming out of the Midwest. I will have Gonzaga coming out of the West. And every year we see that team in the final four that no one sees coming a higher seed. I think the East region opens up a little bit. I'll go with number eight seed in Memphis to come out of the East and play Alabama in the uh, final four. What do you got? Oh man. So I got Bama in the South. I've got Texas in the Midwest In the West. I have, I have UConn written down. I just don't want to believe that. So I'm going to go UCLA in the West. And then the East, I have Purdue written down. But I'm going to go with the Golden Eagles and Marquette. And I think they make it to the Final Four. Another interesting storyline, if we see that Marquette-Purdue Elite Eight matchup, is these two teams played earlier in the regular season. And I feel like at the time, that was just a a regular game. We didn't know, like – who either of these two teams were imagine well i'll pull up that one imagine saying during that non-conference game that both these teams would be number one and number two seeds respectively in the ncaa tournament bracket and i have it up uh right now so that game marquette purdue it took place on november 15th it was marquette's third game of the season and neither team was even ranked Right. Going into this game and Purdue won seventy five. Little did we know they'd be some of the best teams playing in the country. And that was one of the best games of the year. Early on, we just didn't have the level of respect that we needed to. But perspective gives us that. Absolutely. And uh, before we get out of here, I'll make my national title pick. I'll take Gonzaga over Alabama. Give me the Zags and Mark Few to finally cut down the nets for the first time. Well, I like it. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with uh, Bama to win it all. I'm gonna stick with them. Um, I think they found a way to to get it through with all those talented guys. 
All right. Well, the madness starts off tomorrow. Jamie, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining us here on the College Hoops Daily Podcast. We hope to do it it always. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.